Dear Shooter, Empowerment through self-reliance. It's more than a motto. It's a lifestyle. Not easy, but more fulfilling than having life delivered to you 24-7. Of course I'm happy. Just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. But get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it, if you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. Wow, feel the love. There it is. <laughs> and Brandon Chuck's here. All of the sensibilities of the <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Happy Thursday. We're continuing our discussion from last week about freedom and the 4th of July and independence and what all that means. Um, And... I'm going to take this in a little bit different direction this week. Uh, we kind of got into the weeds and the politics last week. Uh, but I really want to talk about like what it takes to be self-reliant, to be independent, to be free, and why the gun culture really kind of has the advantage when it comes to that. Uh, I think a lot of that is we are very self-motivated, and that's probably one of the biggest components of it. You think about what we do, we go out and we shoot matches and we go hunt and we reload our own ammo and we build our own guns and we do all these things. Uh, that, that takes a certain amount of, of self-reliance and self-motivation and get up and get it done. It's responsibility. Hmm? I mean, let's boil that down even further. You have accepted the fact that you're on your own, right? You are going to be your first first responder. Right. End of the day. You have to take care of that situation, whether it's a threat um, of the humankind or of the four-legged variety. Um, it's on you. And harsh words aren't going to cut it most of the time. Well, and I got in trouble, I don't know, a few weeks ago because I didn't have enough guns loaded around the house when Brandy needed one like right now. Uh, and she couldn't find one readily, and I kind of got my ass chewed for it. Well, and I will say this, that she relies on you. So she should rely on herself a little bit and stash one that she has control over. Sorry, lady, I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but topic of the day, self-reliance. Well, Mr. OCD here puts the guns in the gun safe and the magazines are pulled out and all the magazines are in one shelf because this is the magazine shelf. So now you've got a bunch of guns, you pick one up, and now you're thumbing through magazines to find the correct one. I will give then you they're not loaded. That is a very fancy paperweight. You are right. And that was my fault. I was doing a mass cleaning, and slowly but surely, I am getting all the guns back to reloaded, back to uh, the right, the correct status. But, I mean, I don't carry all my tools with me in my car. I have a tool for a specific purpose. Now, my, my truck has one. I put one on when I get up every day. Um, I have it with me, and I know it works. I know I can handle it. I trained with it. That's the responsibility we're talking about here. Gun culture gets it because that's our mantra. We beat that mantra all the time. 
nobody's coming to help you. You're on your own. Right. Well, and it is a responsibility. Uh, you know, we sit there and, and this is our right and rah, rah, rah. But, uh, you know, and, and I think finally, you know, gun, gun culture 2.0 is finally starting to get it that we do have a responsibility to exercise this right. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm one of those ones that I am very, very against any kind of government-mandated training. However, as a culture, as an industry, as a group of people, uh, it is incumbent on us to help provide and encourage and, in certain cases, kind of maybe demand a little bit of our fellow shooters, of our fellow man, to be responsibly armed, not just armed. I grew up in a way of life on a ranch that it was another tool. It hung in the window of the truck. It was in the console. Um, it was with you on your horse, right? It never occurred to me that I needed to practice with it because I did that anyway. It was part of growing up. Um, there was a natural level of training, but it was one of those tools I used every day. We're talking about folks in an urban environment that are getting armed, that are becoming part of our gun culture, and there's a whole lot of folks that are first-time gun owners now um, that live in an urban environment. They got this because the world's not getting safer anytime soon. But yes, if you have one, know how to use it, know when to use it, how to properly care for it and store it and have it accessible. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just owning one. Right. Know the consequences of using it. Absolutely right. If you squeeze that trigger, your life will change immediately. I mean, you're going to get arrested. The law enforcement guy is going to take it from you for a while. I mean, if you're justified in using it, it'll all come back around and be fine. But your life will change immediately. Well, and it and it's not even just that. You know, not only you and and I think that's the hardest thing that people need to get across. It's not just their life that's going to change. Um, they're changing several lives because you've got the lives of your family involved. You've got the, the lives that are uh, associated with the life of whoever you changed by firing that shot. Um, you're opening yourself up even, you know, even fine, clear cut self-defense. There's still civil suits that you're going to probably deal with. It's, it, it's just. It's never ending. And all of those things are still there no matter what tool you use. If you choose a baseball bat or a knife, those things are all the same. They're still there. Funny, though, I don't see anybody trying to ban baseball bats. It's about control. It's not about anything else other than demonizing the tool. Well, answer me this. You, you've got politicians that are out there going, well, you, you, you can't take on the government with an AR-15 because we have fighter jets and newts. I... I Sorry, Swalwell, you're an idiot. Um, you had roughly 7,000 people in Afghanistan, a third world country, that has brought two superpowers to a halt in, in sandals with 40-year-old AK-47s. Sometimes I didn't even have that. It's a simple fact of determination and a free will. They don't want you there. And you're right, two superpowers in consecutive conflicts that area has been a hot zone for decades centuries they're still there 
they're still doing their thing. And in both cases, we pulled out and left a lot of shit there. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, uh, the next superpower, talking to you, China, that tries to go into Afghanistan, just understand they're going to be fighting with all the stuff that we left behind. They are better armed today than they were last year. Right. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> but back on topic, self-reliance, right? You have to take care of you, which means you got to be responsible and able to take care of you. That goes way beyond gun culture. But you're right. Gun culture gets it better than most. I think we do because I think the, the things that are part of our culture uh, play into that self-reliance part of it. Look at hunting. We're, we're out there providing for our families. We're, we're putting meat in the freezer. Um, and, you know, I, honestly, I rely on Brandy more than anything to put meat in our freezer. Because I don't miss. Yeah, you don't miss, and I don't miss either, but I never seem to get to go. But, I mean, hunting's one component of it. You're putting food on the table. Right. Um, the work happens the second you take the shot. Stops being fun then. Uh, it becomes work because I still find that part of it fun because now I'm taking care of an upwards of a couple hundred pounds of steaks that I'm going to be enjoying that next winter. Right. So I find that part of it kind of fun. But there's a responsibility to take care of that meat properly. I'm going to feed my family with it. Um, so you got to do it the right way as well. And that's not something that is widely taught. Well, and, and to go right along with that, you know, I know you guys have a pretty large garden. We have a extremely large garden. Uh, we're still eating stuff that, Brandy, that you canned last, last fall out of our garden. Yes, we are. I'm going to start canning again here soon because my rhubarb is ready. <laughs> but you can do it. You, you can bypass the grocery store if you're motivated. Um, gun culture gets that. But Second Amendment wasn't for hunting. We're not talking about dad's deer rifle. No. But the mindset's the same. Right. And that's, that's where I really want to go with this is, is mindset. Um, the whole mindset of I'm going to be responsible for me. And I, I think that's a threat to a lot of people uh, nowadays. They don't understand it. And the things that we don't understand are definitely threats. You see it time and time again. We're afraid of something we don't quite understand. Right. It's human nature. Right. But, I mean, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to take a pot shot at a UFO. Well, I might. Depends. <laughs> no, I might. I might. Um, just to see what would happen. I'm curious that way. Might be my downfall, but at the end of the day... I'd like to find out. Didn't you Didn't you pick up at some drone loads when uh, Remington put them out on April 1st? I did. I did. I had some. <laughs> Try those out. So, self-reliance. You have to replace anything that you don't want to rely on somebody else for with something you can do. Right. So, there's skill sets to be learned. You have to be a mechanic. You have to be a carpenter. You have to be knowledgeable about plumbing, knowledgeable about electricity, how to generate it. There's a lot more that goes into what we're talking about than just gun culture. Right. But if you're going to empower yourself and be self-reliant, there's a lot of skill sets you've got to learn. Oh, there's a ton of stuff. Um, medical. This stuff used to be passed down from your grandparents and your parents, and it's not being passed down 
How many girls know how to sew? Oof, or great, can? Great question. Let's. How many people these days, male, female alike, can cook? Yeah. Just well, cook I'd a meal. Fix a light bulb when they switch has gone out. It's right. not the bulb. It's somewhere else. Right. Troubleshoot that. We had a guy out here that is part of your gun culture. <laughs> he uh, he was a trainer, a firearms trainer. Um, really nice guy. A heck of a good guy. Took him out to the garden, and it blew his mind that he was standing in the presence of a tomato bush. Yeah, he, he was all like, is that a tomato? And I'm like, yes, that's where they come from before they end up under cellophane at Walmart. He had no idea. And he'd lived in an urban environment his entire life. So that simple epiphany for him is kind of spooky for our society, really. A little bit. Um, and it, it, he just he'd never had exposure to it. He, he came out here, and, and when he came out, I mean, he, we had several discussions. He was here for about a week. And, and he and I had several discussions, and I know you were, you were in on some of these, too. But it was it was a lifestyle that he had never even been exposed to, or, so it was something he never even considered. Um, I know he went back and, and highly intelligent guy. Uh, he does a lot of scientific research into neurology, neuroscience, biomechanics, how it all works uh, for fighting, for self defense, for things like that. So highly intelligent, uh, and he had to go back and rethink some things just based on our reality and and going along with that we had another instructor that came out um was was doing some med classes for us and he was doing a range response class for us and talking about what it took to stabilize a patient get him to the hospital and 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 the times that he was talking about you know it was oh you know the ambulance is going to be there in seven to ten minutes and we're like no it's not 40 minutes if you're lucky. That's if you're lucky, and sometimes that's in town as well. Again, you're your own first responder, so you better have the idea of how to stop or control a bleed. Right. Because nobody's coming, not in the time frame that you need them to be there. If your car breaks down, you don't necessarily have AAA just everywhere. No, that's that's where the urban society has it above us, is they do have medical response quickly. The downfall of urban is they can't really grow their own food they probably can't have chickens for eggs. They probably, you know, they have a, maybe a cat. Well, and that, and that's Are the, you advocating eating a cat? Chinese baby. Oh my god. I support this message. <laughs> 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 and and really if it's true Chinese, it's more likely to be dog than cat. I mean, let let's face it. Uh, that's dog's we have Filipino. trash panda. Yeah, dog's Filipino. Oof. I don't know. I, I don't know. Someone told me once, and I can't remember who it was, that if prepared properly, they are actually good. Hmm. I'd have to be pretty hungry. We'd have to be to that point. I've never been that hungry. I don't know that we... Where we live, the I, I the community that we live in, I don't know that, that we would ever get to that point. Um. Everybody out here is already pretty self-reliant because they have to be. And I think everybody in our community has something to offer. Um, 
I, 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 I really, truly think that society could completely fail tomorrow. And after a short time of weeding out the stragglers and the opportunists out here, I think we would come together and take care of each other. Another critical component of a skill set of a self-reliant society. Negotiation. Social skills. Mm-hmm. The things that you can't do, your neighbor, maybe he can. Right. But you got to bring something to the table. Otherwise, he's just not going to do it for you. Right. Right? So that's a critical skill, too. Mm-hmm. Was that verbal jujitsu? Yeah. Yes. Art of the deal. Art of the deal. All right. Um, but, I mean, gardening. Brandy, this is something you you really have gotten into in the last three years. And every year your garden improves. It's doing better. And I don't know. That might be the years because one year really good peppers, one year really good tomatoes. And this year it looks like it's going to be a broccoli cauliflower year. Everything else looks a little eh. Yeah, but in, in gardening, I mean, you have to water it, right? Or do you rely on Mother Nature? It depends on the year this year. Mother Nature's doing it. She's doing a pretty good job this year. That's right. But otherwise, it has to be watered. Which means you rely on plumbing and electricity to run a pump and a well that's been put in that you get your water from. Say you're starting from scratch. Yeah. you got to know how to do all that. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than we... I mean, we take a lot of things for granted. We do. Absolutely right? do. And I remember the, the old analogy in, in marketing class of, all right, an alien landed in your backyard yesterday, right? And he has heard about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He wants one. Well, instead of giving him one, you're going to teach him how to make his own. Where do you start? Right. I mean, that's the kind of level of discussion we're talking about here. Self-reliance comes from being able to do all of it. Well, and I think it's funny because, you know, we talk about the, the, the differences between the urban and the, and the rural culture. There are, I mean, sadly, there are people that live in urban areas that, that really, truly think that food comes from the grocery store. They have no idea where their food comes from. So reality check, most grocery stores, and they're put in specific locations based off population. Mm-hmm. I only have 48 hours worth of food in that store. Right. That's not very long, y'all. No. No. So, okay, fine. You you go, you know, crisis comes, you see it coming, you get to the grocery store, you buy enough stuff for your family for a week, maybe two weeks. But what do you buy? You don't run out and buy all the TV dinners. Right. Right? I mean, you're buying staples. You're buying things that you can make other things with. Flour, rice, dried beans. But how many that. people know what to do with that? Not many. We're back to not knowing how to cook. There's still Google, just saying. Well, when electricity when the power goes out. And, you know, the net's not available. We don't know how to do things if it's not on YouTube. Put it in water, boil it, taste it every once in a while. If it's crunchy, it's not done. And, again, if it's not on YouTube, there's a lot of folks that don't know how to do that. No. No, you've got almost an entire generation that has to Google how to boil an egg. I, I, seriously, I mean, granted, our 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 generation, you know, we have to sit there and like we can't work on our cars anymore. We've computerized them to a point where with shade tree mechanic can't do that. No, no, and that's been gone for a while. Um, 
I've, I'm nervous to work on my tractor. Your tractor's computerized quite a bit, too. Yeah, which is, I mean, good and bad. Yeah, there's a convenience part of it, but I, I've ha- I've played hell with this new truck that I've got because it's so computerized. Every time they replace a chip, they do it poorly, and it doesn't work someplace else. Well, that, and they claim they have the part, and when I get it there, oh, we don't have the part. Your biggest problem is your truck has access to your credit card, and it likes to shop. There's that. You've been grounded that thing yet? Yes. I mean, fortunately, everything that I've had to do to it so far, it was all either under warranty or it was a recall. So I didn't have to pay for any of it anyway. But, but your still. truck, it's a hell of a tool. It's a nice truck. Don't get me wrong. Um, but back to that self-reliance discussion, when you can't get it worked on like that, it is one heck of a boat anchor. Yep. Yep. It sucks. Because, you know, that... And that, I think that's, uh, you know, we talk about Armageddon and all the things that could happen. I think that's the one that scares me the most is EMP. That shuts down all electricity. Um, anything got a computerized chip, it'll fry. And that leaves you with what? Well, it puts us back to the Stone Age pretty quickly. Well, cars today, they all have a GPS. Anybody who has OnStar, the government can stop your car, y'all. It can shut down your car. That is how they repossess cars these days. Mm -hmm. They can shut it down. Absolutely right. Well, and they know where you are at any given time. They can monitor all that. And, okay, yeah, there's some advantages to that. I know I was was actually thinking about it while we were in the mountains last weekend. Um, You know, my, my truck has that SOS button, and it's... It's satellite communication. If something were to happen up there, I mean, none of us really had cell service. I mean, all I had to do was push that button and we could get help. As long as that system's still running, right? Right. But, I mean, in that situation, we are our own first help. Oh, we are. Absolutely. We have to be. There were people on the mountain with us. We could have found help. Back to social skills, you had to learn how to ask for it. Well, you had to learn how to ask for it, and you had to really hope that you had you could find somebody that had the skills to help. Um, you know, that Good point. back Good point. to that self reliance thing, I, all of us have taken uh, a, a very huge interest in trauma medicine. Um, all of us keep pretty current on how to provide trauma aid and be able to save lives and stop the bleed and, tr- and stabilize a patient to get them off. Uh, off the mountain, off the range, uh, you know, back to somewhere that's going to provide a higher level of help. Uh, and that's something I think uh, we all put a hell of an emphasis on because we get we get the realities of our situation. That's right. I think there's a lot of uh, naiveness out there. Uh, people think that because in the city, well, I just call 911 and help shows up in five minutes. It's not how it is out here. That's I not saw out is there. I, I saw it, it was uh, somebody had left a review on Yellowstone. They had gone and taken a trip to Yellowstone, and they they did this big review, and they it was absolutely horrible because there wasn't cell service, and they couldn't post their selfies in real time. It was not a critical event. No, but worse yet, I think I saw that same review. And they were frustrated with the folks that ran the park because they didn't let the animals out. Yeah. They wanted to know when they put them in and let them out. They were also upset that they couldn't get into any water up there. It just, 
the ignorance is astounding. And people operate on this as if they are righteous and right. If you don't know, don't say. Those are the people that won't be able to take care of themselves if it happens. Look around, y'all. There's a lot of those folks. We are outnumbered. Well, it's sad and it's scary because, you know, you have said this several times that people become primal very, very fast. You deprive them of something they determine is a basic need, and they're back to that discussion of, I'm going to come take it, or I need to talk you out of it. Back to gun culture, because an armed society, and I've said it a hundred times, is a civilized society. Well, they're definitely more polite. Well, they have to be, Mm -hmm. because if you're both armed, it's a discussion. How primal are they going to be? Most of them are pasty white because they don't leave the basement. They don't go to work. They don't know how to take care of themselves. I'm not real scared of them. You should be. Nothing's more scary than someone that has a primal desire and need and feels like they're going to take something from you. Even if they don't have the skill sets to do it, they're going to try. They're not even healthy enough to do it. That's not my point. In a martial arts dojo, the most dangerous person in the room is the white belt, the one that knows nothing. He has zero control, and he will flail. Now, you're dealing with a system where there are controls and techniques and things that have to happen, and I saw many a black belt get their nose bloodied by a white belt. So don't discredit the primal person just because they don't have skill sets. Or a fitness level. I was saying, do they have the energy to be primal? Or are they oh, going to yeah. just stay in the basement? No, they, ple- they completely have the energy. If you, They need and have to go that primal nature. You should fear that and be prepared to defend it. Because it'll be a real discussion. Well, on the flip side of that, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to take Brandy's side on this a little bit, because um, it, it's not even so much that they, they do or they don't have the skill set. Um, I think so many of these people are would be so frozen because they have no clue what to do, because like we you know like we said they they have no idea where their food actually comes from, uh, they they have no idea where the electricity how the water runs they 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 have no clue, so they're going to be sitting there in 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 stunned shock, and it, it what is it uh, paralysis, right and because they don't. They have no clue. It's it's the it's the fight, flies, or freeze. And I think most of them are going to freeze because they have no clue. And and you probably have a large demographic you're absolutely right about. But the folks that have that primal desire and need, they're going to go in seek of what they need. And I'm not talking about the ones that are paralyzed and going to wither away because they just refuse to act. These are the ones that are acting now because they have to. And they're scared. And there's not too many things in a society that are more dangerous than a primal, activated, scared human. That's a dangerous recipe. Agreed. Because the, the, there's, like we were talking earlier, their social skills are going to go right out the window because they have, they've lost their head. Then they're going to try and take what they want. What social skills? If it's not on a cell phone or on a computer screen, they, they don't socialize like... We used to go to the park and interact with other people, other kids. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. Agreed. But now they're they're forced into a situation where they have to apply whatever skill that they have in negotiation, and they're nervous, and they're scared. and Maybe they have a weapon. 
um, and and they're wanting to both protect themselves and maybe try and intimidate you. Um, but it's actually exactly what you're talking about in the dojo, where they they don't have the skill, they don't have the social skills, they don't have the weapon skills, they don't have really any skills, and they're trying to negotiate from a from a position of power and don't know what they're doing. That's a scary situation because now you're talking negligent discharge. Maybe they didn't mean to shoot, but now you've got three people dead because. They shot because they were scared and didn't know how to handle a weapon and pull and pulled the trigger. And now they've started an incident. Fear is a thing that you should be aware of. It's a hell of a motivator. And it makes unprepared people dangerous. I think unprepared people are dangerous anyway. Agreed. Um, Put them in a primal situation and make them scared. That emotional response of, I need this, you've got it. Well, now that would... And, well, and that was one of the things that, you know, we've talked about this before. The Walking Dead series, they got it right talking about it, it was it was a social. It's it a was, f- wasn't about zombies. Fascinating series. Um, the, the zombie portion of it um, made good TV, but it becomes a tertiary discussion to the human nature of people trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And you watch it time and time again in a lot of different circumstances on the show. The dangerous things, people. In a scared, fear environment. Right. And there was a book that I read um, several years ago. It was a survivalist-type book. Um, it was called Lights Out. And it was um, David Crawford is who wrote it. Uh, long book, not going to lie. Um, but it was fascinating. It was it, it was what, what started the whole thing. It was a, kind of a post-apocalyptic type of book. Um, it was an EMP that was detonated over the United States. We lost all power, all this and that and the other. And it was, it was all about those societal interactions and how the community came together and, and, and they started to form these tribes. Um, neighborhood warlord. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it went. And, uh, you know, I, I, I distinctly remember one point of the book where one of the members just couldn't get along with anybody and was, was kicked out. And somehow or another, he went to another community and took over as as essentially the warlord. And it, it created a lot of conflict between the two because he had a vendetta against the people that kicked him out and uh, basically started a war between them. And and it th- that's exactly how it's going to go. It's human nature. It's predictable. You can watch it happen. I mean, truly watch it happen. Look at Black Friday. Yes. This is a civilized society that we're we're having fistfights over TVs. Right. Really? Right. But it happens every year. We watch it happen. Yep. And it and it's because people are stupid and don't realize they can get online and buy the same thing and have it delivered. For the same price. For the same price. Yeah. It, it, it's just but a human nature. You've got what I want. I'm gonna go primal and take it from you. Right. That's scary. Because then you have to go back to your training, go back to that self-reliance and defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Back to gun culture, getting it better than most. Right. Well, that's one of the things, you know, I've I've done some consulting on people that want to get into prepping and things like that. And and I always put security first on the list. And 
and I've been questioned on it several times of, you know, what, what about food and water and shelter and these things that we talk about in a, in a survival situation? And it, no, security's got to be number one because if you can't keep it, it's not yours. That's exactly right. So, self reliance. Gun culture gets it better than most. Mm-hmm. The two legged predator is the scary piece. Absolutely. But there's a lot of components about being self reliant that allows you to be a valuable member to a society. If you have those skills to garden, if you have those skills to hunt and provide, if you understand electricity and can work a situation and get that pump up and running, and now you've got water again, and when life comes down to some pretty basic stuff, mm-hmm. everything else is creature comfort. Well, and that's one of the things I talk about in training. Is that, you know, the more skills that you have, the more knowledge and the more things that you can do, the less reliant on stuff that you're going to be. But we like our stuff. We do like our stuff, and, and stuff makes life easier. But the thing about it is if you've got the skill, you don't need the stuff all the time. You know, one of the things that kind of drives me nuts, and this happened a few years ago, the Army stopped teaching their soldiers to throw hand grenades. Because they couldn't throw them They far couldn't enough. throw them. And, and just recently, the Marines uh, stopped the, their scout sniper program. It's, it's now a part of their force recon. They stopped doing because they said that, well, we can do this with drones now. Well, they can. They they can. But they're losing the training aspect of it. Right. And if you look at the history of snipers, um, after every major conflict since World War I, um, as soon as the conflict was over, they they would get rid of the sniper system, the sniper program. And then the next war would come around, and they and they figured out real quick. Oh wait, we need these guys. So what what's going to be the next catalyst that we start to realize? Oh, we started um, getting rid of a lot of really critical training. It's going to happen when we enter into a conflict that we're back facing a guerrilla warfare, and we're having to do it with people again. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Well, I, I'm sorry, Patton had it right. Uh, we may be the most technologically superior military in the world. Uh, But at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual soldier. Agreed. Skill sets and training. Mm -hmm. And and it's no different with the gun culture and defending our freedom. And and I'm going to tell you guys right now, the way we save our country is through self-reliance. Stop depending on your neighbor, stop depending on your employer, stop depending on the government to provide for you. It takes a lot of the burden and the fear out of what happens tomorrow if you're able. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're coming down to it. So I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion. And next week we're going to get into probably a recap of Ricondo yeah, and interesting. how that a whole uh, skill sets and training. Yes. Um, So until then, we'll see you next week and keep blaming the gun.